0: That's NOom.com to sign up for your trial today. Before we get started with this
1: episode of Bench with Bubba, I wanted to talk to you about Rotoballer.com. Win big in 2022 with Rotoballer.com's MLB and DFS Premium Pass, which includes 15 exclusive lineup tools, daily DFS cheat sheets, and our new Team Sync platform. Use Rotoballer's exclusive hitter projections, pitching planners, DFS value displays, research stations, lineup optimizer, and more to help you win big. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Bubba and the Bat Flip, episode 134, I'll recap your week in fab as usual, and much, much more banter and fun stuff, as we always do here on Bubba and the Bat Flip. You can find me on Twitter at BDN Trick, and my co-host is always on Twitter at BatFlip Crazy. Toby, how we doing, man?
2: Uh, doing pretty well, Bubba, just, you know, uh, hanging out. I'm wearing my Phillies hat today. I was a little torn. I was wearing my Phillies hat earlier in the day, and then the Reds came back, and they were winning, and... So, I was wearing my Reds hat, and then the Phillies came back and won. So, I had to put my Phillies hat back on. So, it's
1: been an exciting night in my life. Uh, just switching back and forth, back and forth. That was a wild game. It was like a pitching duel for about six innings, and then just the roof came off. And uh, as you'd expect from two teams with bad bullpens, so that well, actually, the Phillies bullpen is not that bad tonight. It was so um, hey, it's I it's not it good without Sir Anthony. Yep, that is very, very true. But uh, we'll see how that continues to, to mold out. You have uh, the, the Yankees. When you think it's a role as Chapman's time, it's apparently not a role as Chapman time. So uh, I think that ship has sailed completely out of that situation. Another thing to monitor going forward, people, but I'd say safe drop in most formats there. Um Jonathan the Weizaka might be the guy. We'll see. We'll see. There's lots of options there. In, uh, wow Wa-
2: Wandy Peralta got it today. Yeah,
1: he got it tonight. So it's all over the board. Who knows what they're going to do? That might have been to to move Lindor over to the right side, even though Lindor hits lefties very, very well. So who knows? Who knows what that was? Aaron Boone's just kind of, I think, rolling dice out there and seeing what sticks right about now. But um, yeah, lots of fun around the diamond. We got some uh some uh, interesting fab discussions to talk about. We have uh, a couple guys getting surgery now. Tatis is going to get his shoulder surgery, so we'll see how that affects his timeline going forward. We have um, Walker Bueller get the TJ for the second time. That's not yeah. good. Um, so lots of interesting things to monitor going forward, but we are here to talk week 21 fab. I believe that leaves us six weeks left, Toby. So um, yeah, I think there's 27. Think we, there's 27 we usually do
2: twenty. I we I think
1: it's usually twenty six. But I think 20, I think I heard Spore saying because with the season starting late there's like a half week so I think we have like one half week of fab to make oh, 27 interesting. Technically. yeah I, I thought guess it, it, was so it doesn't
2: also. it doesn't end on um,
1: on a Sunday I don't believe it doesn't wow I could be wow, wrong that I, I, I be... might have mis- misheard but that'll be a fun fab week that'll Literally be intense dropping like all these great players just for some random three game series of at bats like that'll get that'll be one of the craziest fab weeks to, to, to look at for
2: sure Well, let's check it let's check this out I'm, I, I'm really I, I intrigued may, I may have
1: misheard but i thought that's what it was so holy moly let's see what we got here could be quite interesting to say the least actually it'd be a lot easier to do this on my phone but, but what um, is what is easy yeah what is easy this is bub and the bath flip we like to to check things out and uh, make, make it listeners make know it the as process difficult as possible they, they know the process but uh we're, we're talking about a few other things because we don't have a lot of listener questions we're going to go through fab as usual so i want to kind of Pick Toby's brain on some of this stuff, as it's going to make that final week very interesting, very interesting. Boy, yeah. But I could be wrong.
2: So let's see what we got here. This is interesting. This is interesting. This is everybody's on the edge of their seat. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah. So, so there's when there's a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah, so
1: there's a final like half week of the season. So it's one extra family technically. Holy. And those matchups, because, like, some teams will be out of it. Some teams will be grinding to get into the playoffs. Oh, like that's man, gonna be, that's
2: going to impact ooh. so many leagues. And it doesn't look like all the teams are playing that last day. Let's, let's see. two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, fourteen, sixteen, eighteen, twenty. 10, 12, 14, 16, 18, 20. Oh, maybe they are. Yeah, there's 30, 30 teams playing.
1: Okay, so, so every, everyone's playing the final day. So, yeah, it'll be fun. Something some to consider as we still have six more weeks to go, but uh, not many. It's kind of fun, ended on a Sunday. Now it's going to end on a Wednesday. It's going to, yeah, chaos. Chaos will ensue in, wow. in a big, big way. So, we'll definitely have you covered on that. But let's get into Fab, the most added player. Again, we use 12 team online championships from the NFC. And it's no surprise, added in 197 leagues because he was not drafted in many leagues. So it was the first time he was available as he came off the IL. Dustin May added in pretty much every league, as high as $500, as low as $6. As Toby was mentioning before the show, he didn't get a $1 bid for once. In his debut against the Marlins, five innings, one hit, no earned, two walks, nine strikeouts, looked absolutely dominant. His rehab starts were getting better and better as he was going. This is legit. Like we talk about breaking the bank for guys. This is definitely one of them that made total sense. If you had money to burn, this was the guy to get. So what's your thoughts on Dustin May, Toby?
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, a real difference maker. So you just look at the projection. I mean, 324, 114 whip, 28 strikeouts in 27 innings, pitching for the Dodgers, you know, just a real, real difference maker. I was super bummed. I really needed him in just one league you know, maybe two, I knew I wasn't going to get them in one of them, but I lost 112 to 111 in my super.
1: Oh, um,
2: man. yeah. Where I'm like, I'm currently in first place and. Oh, it would have been so helpful. I even, I was super aggressive for myself. I, I would have left myself with other bids that went through like 40 bucks, which is pretty, which feels very vulnerable to me. Um, But yeah, too total bummer, but I won't go through the, through the stats, but you know, he's just, he's a real difference maker, really, really good pitcher looks really good. Remember, you know, last year, you know, before the Tommy John, he looked incredible, you know, and he'd really started to strike guys out, which he hadn't done previously. So, you know, um, if you got him great job.
1: Yeah, no, it's and it was the Marlins. So like, I'll I'll put a little grain of salt on it, but the dude's he's a beast. Like when he's like, I remember when he first came up, it was literally pitching ninja's like favorite game every night because it was like what the slider just did on un, ungodly things. It was the the movement he has on his pitches it's just ridiculous, and I, I I can only imagine being a hitter seeing the gas he throws and then that slider just totally breaking off the table. So um yeah, if he's if he's on, he's gonna be filthy and definitely. We always say not, you're not going to find another guy like that the rest of the year. I'm pretty confident, Dustin May, but you're not going to find another guy like Dustin May the rest of the year. So, like you said, game changer. Um, I, we'll get into it. I grabbed him in as many leagues as I could, but uh, I was willing to, like, leave myself with 30 bucks left or something. I, I was going for it with Dustin I should have done that, Bubba. I should have done that. Yeah, but see, you're in first place. I'm not. I had to. I had to do whatever I could to try to make any kind of jump I could to uh, keep moving. I was like, Guilds was hitting me up on Twitter today saying, I love you, Bubba, but I'm never going to be in a league with you ever again because I'm." he's had six weeks in a row now I keep taking all the players he's trying to add. And he's leading the league, but he's, it's, getting, it's 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 uh, getting it's hurting his chances for the overall. So I kind of felt bad, but I'm grinding my butt off too just to try to – Knew do what I can do, so it is what it is. It's the beauty of the game, but it's a tough league. He said he crossed off the entire league. He's all, I'm not playing with any of you guys again (laughs) because it's a very competitive league, which I I think is a good thing, so we'll see how that goes. Next up, Jake Fraley added in 131 leagues, as high as $56, uh, outfielder for the Cincinnati Reds. He got called up on July 30th, right around the trade deadline, hitting three thirty three with six home runs, one stolen base, uh, walking 14% of the time by striking out 14%. Showing some really good skill, skills as the guy that came over from Seattle in a, in a, not the Luis Castillo trade, a different trade. He's been around for a bit, but uh, he's been very, very good when he's stayed healthy and given a chance. And right now he's going to get a full run in Cincinnati. So very intriguing. He basically took the Tyler Naquin role in uh, in Cincinnati. So very intriguing uh, name there with Jake Fraley.
2: Yeah, I like Fraley a lot. Um, I have him in. I have him on in some DCs, and then I got him in one really critical 15 teamer, and he's been great. You know, last year he also went on a run where, you know, he was hitting for power and stealing bases as well. The, the steals haven't been there as much, but I'd be surprised if they didn't come back a little bit with the right matchups. But great play discipline, you know, 25% O swing. Contact rate is higher than league average at its highest rate of his career so far this year, which is good. Probably has some regression coming in the K rate, but that's fine. Maybe some positive regression in the Babip as well. Seven barrels, so a nice little eight point five percent. One ten max EV, you know, which is really, uh, really nice as well. So I like Fraley a lot. Hitting at the top of that lineup, you have to know that he platoon, so you got to use him in the right situations. But this week he has six righties, I think, um, including three, three against Philly, and then who does he have? He gets Pittsburgh, maybe. Uh, is that is a Pittsburgh? That's juicy. Uh, a Washington, that. Washington, even better.
1: Yeah. Even better, yeah. <laughs> I knew, yeah. I knew it was one of the good ones. <laughs>
2: Yeah, so he actually only has two of three on the weekend. He's got Espino and Gray, and then Corbin will be in there. But probably got to get a pinch hitting opportunity in there. I think that's a that's a nice little week for him. So I I really like uh, Fraley a lot. Um, in OBP leagues, he's even he's even a yeah. better play with a really strong walk rate throughout his career, thirteen point seven percent. So yeah, juicy. I mean, if you just look at like what he's done in his career. 450 plate appearances, you know, 209, which sucks, but 16 home runs, 14 steals. You know, yeah. so you're looking at a 2020 guy pretty much um, over the course of 600 plate appearances. So keep it, keep it, keep him on your radar for next year or two.
0: Yeah.
1: With his OBP skills and everything, he's got a little Jesse Winker feel to him when Winker was in Cincinnati. Uh, I think the average, obviously better than 209, as he's kind of showcasing right now. Um, and the speed's better than Winker, so it's kind of a Winker meets Naquin with some speed. So I think it's a very great American small park. Give me a guy that plays half his games there, I'm in. So uh, I'm very intrigued with him as well, so good good call on next season as well with Drake Fraley. Shea Langoliers, catcher for the A's prospect, picked up in 106 leagues as high as $71. In his small sample, he's hit safely in four or six games coming in tonight with five extra base hits. Striking out a ton, though. A massive strikeout rate of almost 46%. But in the minors hit 283 with 19 home runs, even stole five bags for a catcher. He's pretty much DHing or catching every day. Why Murphy DHs and catches, they're in the lineup every day together, pretty much. So they're giving him serious run. So far, so good. I know the strikeouts are very concerning. Not going to sugarcoat that, but the dude hits the ball hard when he makes contact. And that's going to, you know, produce down the stretch here, especially in, in those two catcher formats. He's going to have some very good viability for you.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't know how long this can really last, honestly. Um strikeout rate. I mean, it's 24 plate appearances, so it can change dramatically, but a 50% contact rate. So he only touches the ball on 50% of his swings, you know, which is just an abysmal. I don't know if I've ever seen a contact rate, even through 24 plate appearances, that low. You know, um, the the Bad X has him at 215, uh, 28% strikeout rate. You know, Steamer has him at 230, which is the high for his projection. We all know that Steamer has been a little higher on prospects or not, but you just got to hope he continues to get lucky with the 455 Babbitt. You know, there is power, like you mentioned, the the contact uh, quality can be high, you know, close to 111 max EV. He's going to get run. He's playing every day. He's playing mostly DH. So, you know, again, for like you mentioned, two catcher leagues, really solid pickup. And there's actually some decent, uh de- decent catchers available i mm-hmm. felt like um this week in fab for those of you who tired of danny jansen and getting absolutely nothing from him yeah. so and Lang L- langoliers is that how you pronounce it yeah uh, one yeah. of them was one of them
1: yeah i like I a broken record on a lot of my shows but uh this year, it seems like weekly, you could almost make an argument for one or two catchers if you just wanted to stream catchers right now. Like there's, it seems like there's a guy, at least every other week, that kind of pops up. Like you, you could roll with like Betancourt for a while, then Jansen Winnie was hitting, and then you know William Contreras. Like there's all these guys that, if you hit it right, you could you could have rolled it pretty good. So something to think about if you're not a pay up for catcher guy. There's proof to it. We've talked about it many times on the show of paying for catcher. But then again, if you pay for guys money ground all, you paid for it. So it's a, it's a kind of k. You never know. You never know what you're gonna get. In those scenarios and it looks like we have some options with the, the dh opening up catchers are benefiting a bit in that scenario another prospect for the new york mets brett Beatty, pick, uh, picked up in 102 leagues as high as 83 dollars got hits in his first three games has not got a hit since hitting 125 with one home run only a 22 percent k rate which i say only because to me that's not bad for a young player kind of still trying to get his feet wet so it kind of not saying he's going to be like an MJ Melendez, Pascantino type that takes a little while to get going, but there's at least some optimism, I would say, that you know, he's hitting the ball hard when he does hit it. But um, it, it's a slow go for the prospect. We'll see how long the Mets stick with him. But what's your thoughts on Brett, baby?
2: Yeah, interesting profile as long as he continues to play. You mentioned the batting average is really low, but he's got a 118 Babbitt. The K rate is low. It, it even went down tonight. He didn't strike out, so he's under 20%. Um, the eye looks about league average around 30% O swing contact is higher than league average at about 76, 77 or 77, 78%. Um, you know, the challenge that I see right now is it looks like he's just getting dominated. The hard hit rate is low. The ground ball rate is above 70%. You know, again, it's 27 plate appearances and only 18 batted ball events. And so just something to be cognizant of the one glimmer of hope not one glimmer of hope I think the overall approach is a glimmer of hope but one thing that's kind of intriguing longer term and also potentially this year if he can kind of settle in and be a little bit more comfortable uh, is the 113 max EV already you know he's only got 18 batted ball events but he's already got a 113 max EV you know that's that's excellent um, you know and so that 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 bodes a little bit well for the power potential down the road. I'm not sure. Let me just see what what they what he was doing ground ball rate wise. A lot. Of yeah, goals. I mean, yeah, he's he's been really high at every single level. Yeah. Fifty six percent this year. Well, actually, that, that was in uh, it was actually forty two point six percent, fifty six percent in a small sample, but then sixty one point two percent, fifty one point six percent. So really in the like kind of mid 40s to low 50s. And I think pitchers know that, you know, the way they'll attack him in the majors, that that may be an issue. So, you know, again, something, something to be cognizant of, you know, I wasn't that interested in him, but he could turn out to be something.
1: Yeah. I got him in a couple of small bids. We'll talk about that, but I wasn't going crazy aggressive on him To uh, If someone really wanted him, they could have taken him from me. That's for sure. Uh, next up, Lars Newtbar. Anybody that Toby can use uh, emojis for is a fan in my book and Newt bar has been awesome picked up in 102 leagues as high as $60 in the month of August, hitting 298 with two home runs, two stolen bases, he scored 15 runs. He's leading off first right. He's hitting ninth first lefties. So more importantly, he's still hitting versus lefties, which I like to see. And he's walking 22% of the time, still showcasing power, the 246 ISO. The dude is playing very, very well. I've written him up a couple times in the last few weeks. And in DFS, he has been dirt cheap, so I've been playing the snot out of him. He has been just a beast atop that Cardinals lineup where you got Arenado and Goldie behind him driving him in like clockwork. So this dude's awesome. I know you're a fan. So what do you got on Lars Newpar?
2: Yeah, I have him in, in virtually all of my 15 teamers. I got him in my OC this week. He's got the eight games this week, including five in the first half of the week. So that that's huge. And he plays every day, like you mentioned. I think he's played all three games so far, even though he hits ninth against lefties. You know, he's still getting those plate appearances. He leads off against righties, you know, which is huge. And he just seems like he's getting better. The O swing at 25.1%, so really solid. Contact rate is right around uh, league average at 73.6%. Um, so, you know, the strikeouts a little bit, but because he's got such a good plate, appear, uh, plate approach, you know, he's mostly kind of honing in on, on swinging inside the zone. You know, ground ball rate is reasonable, right around league average at 43%. Um, walk rate at 15.7%, k rate at 22%. So that's really nice and he's stealing a little bit too. Um you know like in his uh in his 328 plate appearances in the big leagues he's got 5 steals, you know, which is nice. He's already got 3 so far this year and 204 plate appearances. If you take that 204 plate appearances and it's not like uh there's nothing that jumps out as being like ridiculous, you know, 240 batting average 277 Babbitt, 16.7 percent home run per fly ball. You know, if you multiply that by three for those 600 plate appearances, you're talking about a guy who's got over 100 runs um, and 80, 81 RBI. You know, and and nine steals. So really, you know, impressive stuff so far with Nude Bar. and he doesn't look overmatched. He looks like he's no. he's really uh, there. He's got 13 barrels for those seven home runs, so he hasn't been lucky there. 10.3 percent barrel rate. max EV, which is higher than two miles per hour, higher than he was at, at at any point last year. And he's up two miles per hour as well on his overall um, average exit velocity. So there's a ton to like here, you know, in a 12 teamer, you know, I still think he's a guy that you probably want to have around just because the Cardinals are, are doing Cardinals things down the stretch here and and guys can get hot and he's going to score a ton of runs. Like we're already seeing that. So he's really exciting. I'm really glad to have spent, some dollars on him a couple weeks ago to make sure that he ended up on my squads.
1: Yeah, for sure. Like, uh, I was worried a couple of weeks ago because the whole like Juan Yepes might be coming back and how's that work with playing time. But the fact like they started playing on, like we said, hitting ninth against lefties, that uh, just gives me a big boost of confidence. And they want that bat in that lineup, that defense in that lineup. So I'm very excited to see what we got there with with Newt Bar. Yeah. And like you said, Cardinals doing Cardinals things down the stretch. That's what they do.
2: And I lost out on Newt Bar and TGFBI seventeen to seventeen. Oh. Yeah, that's, it was that's what you get for
1: being too good.
2: And you want to know what it, the problem was? Is I mean, no, I, I should have, I should have bid higher because I, you know, I didn't want Need May. I have like I think this, I think I have the second best pitching staff in in um, pitching number of pitching points in all of TGFBI behind Steve Weimer, of course. Um, and I. Um, uh, I, but I still was wanted to put in like a relatively decent bit on, on May, you know, cause I do need wins a little bit. And so I put like 60 bucks, but with the amount that I have, you know, if I had gotten May and if I had gotten Newt bar at a higher amount, I would have been so hamstrung down the stretch that I was a little hesitant to go big on him. And now I'm like, why on earth did I do that? Why didn't I just go after Newt bar more aggressively? Cause that's the guy that I needed. So that was a mistake. That was an error. Um, which is too bad because I really need hitting in TGFBI. And I've, if I could put together a runoff hitting, I could really make some, uh, I could really climb the standings a little bit, but oh well.
1: I have confidence in you. I'm not worried about Thank it. You. Thank you. Bob. Uh, next on the uh, docket here, I picked him up everywhere last week and uh, Edward R- Rodriguez picked up in 85 leagues this week. $95 was the high bid. In his debut, five innings, four hits, no earn, three walks, five strikeouts, a whip of 1.4, which made me laugh because I know Toby would oh, appreciate man. At least I know way. that part of it. Yeah, the, that's the first thing I looked at when I looked up his stat line the other day. I was like, so what's his whip look like, 1.4? I'm like, yeah, of course. Of course it's 1.4. That's what we should have come to expect with, with an arm. But no runs, got some strikeouts, did what he had to do, got the W. Um, and he's going to be a formidable like pretty much start for me every week. I know you're still suspect on him, but – We talked about him last week. What do you you think of Eduardo? Yeah,
2: I mean, um, you know, let's take a look at, like, the underlying metrics uh, for Eduardo. So in his one game back, his Z contact was 95% about, 94.4, you know, so which is atrocious. His swinging strike rate was 2.6%. I'm not sure how he struck out anybody. And his O swing was 24.4%. His the velocity on his fastball was down uh about two miles per hour over what it is usually. So I'd say I'd be relatively frightened about having him in my lineup this week, regardless of who he's playing. Sorry, Bubba.
1: Sorry. No, it's okay. It's okay. I'm gonna keep rolling with him. Erod. That's right. I'm not worried about the whip. It's a one size know. sample I'm looking at. You know, yeah, so one first, start back. First, start back. I'm gonna stay optimistic here and, and see where we go. Um, but yeah, Erod. We need E-Rod, at least start. one
2: optimistic person on this podcast. Otherwise, yeah. it's just a total drag. <laughs>
1: I'll be, I'll be here for the chuckles, folks. I'm here for you uh next up though this is a guy that i like in 15 team leagues now he's back in the rotation david peterson picked up in 77 leagues as high as 33 dollars now he was demoted when the the mets got healthy now they need pitching again uh he made a start against philadelphia four and two thirds gave up three runs walked two but struck out six uh since he returned a couple months ago changed his pitch mix up and the strikeouts went up in a big way walks are always a concern with David Peterson, but the strikeouts are there. And he had a two one four X fit in this last start, so kind of a, a little unlucky potentially. Um he's not a world beater by any means, but there's a lot to like, I think, in David Peterson, especially in the right matchup down the stretch here.
2: Yeah, I mean, he definitely looked good um earlier in the year. Have not been paying that much attention to him recently, but has he been starting in all of his games or has he been in the front coming in from the bullpen?
1: Um, Well, he got sent down to get rest, but it was mainly starting a couple of relief spots, but he went to, well, he's pretty much been like, I guess out of his 15, he has 15 starts and like four relief appearances. So. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I mean, what you mentioned is, is spot on, you know, like he's a guy who's got a ton of potential. The Z contacts low around 81%. This, the K rates high at close to 28%. The O swing is decent, at about you know. I, I wish I could highlight it. Sometimes it's difficult to do that, but it's probably close to like thirty percent or so. So right around league average, but he's just not in the zone enough. You know, the the walk rate over those last five is thirteen point two percent, which is right about what his swinging strike rate is. So just a huge boom and bust type guy. He can have those massive blow ups. He's not efficient, you know. So getting through those, getting through to five or six innings you know, getting those wins is going to be a little bit of a challenge, even though he's like in a good, good team context, but there's a lot worse guys to throw out there, you know, than Peterson moving forward. And he's got the Rockies, you know, at home this week, which, which will be, which should be a, which should be a good game for him. But again, you never know. It's so hard to to tell with guys like this that have the stuff to be great and, but don't have the consistency
1: comes down to walks. It's that simple. If he's not walking, guys, he's going to at least give you more often than not five plus pretty solid innings. But those walks will get in the way, and, you know, that's when problems happen. So we'll see. I love the improvements he's made, especially in the strikeout department. Makes him very viable to me. Harold Ramirez picked up in 76 leagues as high as $44. He was a favorite of mine in D.C.'s this year. Started out the year great, got hurt, returned from the I.L. on August 16th. His hit safely in each game with a home run across the way, only striking out 8% of the time. For a 400 batting average on the season now. He's hitting 336 with five homers and three stolen bases. Does not strike out a ton. So he's a great contact hitter. Pretty good average guy. A little bit of power. We know what we're getting with him. He's one of those guys that you look at his quality of contact and like, wow, you expect more power. It's just not there. But uh, he's back for the Rays. First base outfield eligible. And he's looking uh, pretty, pretty good right now.
2: Yeah. Yeah, great week uh, for the Rays, you know, hitting-wise. Especially for Ramirez. I think they face three lefties. I'm from the angels, but going back to your previous, previous comment, the way you were like, um, he's viable to me, David Peterson. It made me think of, uh, the song. You are so viable to me, to me. (laughs) Sorry guys. I just like to throw random me and my terrible voice singing made up (laughs) songs on the podcast occasionally, but that's for some reason that got in my head. Um, Harold Ramirez is certainly very viable to me as well. is like your quintessential batting average, you know, with, with some runs in RBI, but he's not going to hit many home runs. He's not going to steal bases, you know, close to 300 plate appearances, five home runs and three steals. So it's tough to keep him in the lineup, like on a super regular basis, especially, you know, depending on how the Rays decide to use him down the stretch, whether they're moving him in and out or not. But this week with four against the angels and then three against, I think the Red Sox maybe um, to finish off the week. It's just a really nice, um, schedule for him. Really high ground balls as usual. Um, you know, and the batting average is going to come down. He's at 373 right now. So let's just hope that happens. I don't know, next year, uh, as opposed to this year, for those of us who, who picked him up this week, um, in 15 teamers and 12 teamers, I'm, I'm a, I I don't really see him as being super interesting.
1: Yeah. Not a lot of power. So it makes it tough in 12s, but if you need, I guess if you need batting average, he's a guy, but it's a, It's tricky. Like, I'd much rather obviously have like a Lars Newbar or something like that, but uh, we'll have to wait and see there. Ramirez's teammate, Manny Margot, returned from the IL, picked up in 75 leagues, as high as $41. You know, quiet start, one hit in the first two games. We know what we get. He's a little bit of power, some speed, decent batting average with Margot. Just got to see how healthy he is. It looks like right now he might play every day, but we know the Rays like to platoon things as well. So that's always the concern there. But, you know, you know what you're going to get from Margot while he's playing. Yeah,
2: totally. And we talked about him last week, so I won't spend um, a ton of time on him, but um, yeah, he's, he's good. You know, like the only reason why he was on the waiver wire is because he was, he was injured. And so if you picked him up and you snapped him up, that's great. Like you mentioned, there are some playing time concerns and he's not fantastic at anything, you know, but he can get you those steals. He can hit you with a little bit of power. He's not going to hurt you in batting average. So um you know a a nice guy to have and and in a 12 again i wouldn't have him on a regular basis in a 12 but you can throw him in there with seven games this week against two teams that give up a decent number of steals so roll with that matchup
1: most definitely stop me if you've heard this before everyone's adding the padres luis garcia again This time it might be viable because Josh Hader is not good right now. They announced it's going to be a committee for the time being in San Diego. I still expect Hader to eventually get that job back. But for now, Luis Garcia got a save a couple nights ago. He's been really good out of the bullpen. Looked like he was going to be the closer before that took place. He was picked up in 68 leagues as high as $78. Uh, I was not in on the high bidding for Luis Garcia, but what's your thoughts on him?
2: Yeah, I was in on him. I got him for like in 15 teamers for like seven bucks or 13 bucks, you know, depending, um, just because it did look like he was getting the job. I know Nick Martinez, who I think would be a great closer too. you know, he got that save, but if you look back at Garcia, he had pitched the two previous nights, you know? So that's why I felt like he was getting, getting some run over his last 15, Garcia, 84.4% Z contact. So right around league average O swing is around 34%. Um, which is good. K rate, you know, slightly higher than league average at around 24.6%. Swinging strike at 14.7% solid and the walk rate down at 7%. So, you know, like just kind of like a middling mediocre reliever with a little bit of upside in the right situation. Um, so I felt like it was a good, good way to kind of roll out there. And I know the Padres always say they like, you know, Oh, we're going to go by a committee. We're going to see what happens. But they never really do. They seem to really stick with a guy. Um, you know, when they, when they get it, it was Rogers. And then, and, uh, I don't know if they did. I don't know if he was like how, how long he was in, he was out of that role, but it felt like they still had some consistency in terms of who they were using. Um, but, um, yeah, so I'm rolling with him on hater. I mean, gosh, what a it's just remarkable. Like since that Giants game, when he gave up six earned runs and a third in an inning, I mean, he can't even get people out. I always wonder like how that's possible. Like guy throws ball 95 miles per hour. Like if you were just like throwing it right down the middle at 95 miles per hour, would you really even ha- be as bad as he's been? Probably not. Right. Like, not. I just, I don't know. It's just, bizarre it's just absolutely yeah. bizarre and i know, I know
1: Dave... heard... oh, go ahead. yeah well, i was gonna say i heard it somewhere else in the day Petri punches he tweeted about it too that uh haters wife uh, had complications with the birth of their child and it was a pretty scary deal i guess but apparently everybody's okay now so it's the whole thing we don't know what's going on off the field that could be affecting these guys like there could have totally. been like he, he first he gets traded so he gets uprooted from where he's at and then he's got the problem with the the family and everything. I guarantee you, baseball is not his top priority at that point in time. So uh, it's a little tough to probably uh, keep focused on those scenarios. As hard as, as as some people might not want to understand that, it's very difficult. So maybe some maybe a breather is what he needs. Like, go handle your stuff, go get right, and then he'll come back and be the hater of old. We'll see. But uh, I'm with you with a guy with that kind of stuff. I would hope it's just the fact that it's the off the field stuff because otherwise something's really broken with them and that's, that's concerning. So I guess we'll see.
2: Yeah. And, and one thing on Luis Garcia, I did a little bit more uh, quote unquote analysis Um, (laughs) in his last 10 games. His velocity is the highest it's ever been, or at least in the last three years, he's averaging 99.5 on his sinker. His end zone contact rate is down at 79.5%. His swinging strike rates at 18%. And his O swing is at 35%. So that's pretty, those are pretty dominant numbers right there. Um, So it'll just be interesting to see how he does here um, over the next, over the next little
1: bit. Yep. We'll see how it goes and uh, see how long he can keep the gig for. Um, Next up, Aaron Savali picked up in 67 leagues as high as $37. We talked about him last week. His start got pushed back on Sunday. So he was a two step this week. He went four and two thirds on Tuesday, one earned four strikeouts. So, not horrible, but not great either. Like, didn't really help you a whole lot. Um, but you kind of know what you're going to get with Savalle. There's, there's definitely some upside, but he's not always the most dominant arm either.
0: When it comes to weight management, we tend to put our focus on what we eat. But Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. And that's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. Try Noom today and see the results for yourself. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N O O M.com to sign up for your trial today.
2: Yeah. And we talked about him last week, too. I think, you know, the yeah. curveball, the high curveball usage has been the key to his success so far. And, you know, it was looking really good. But again, you know, this is Major League Baseball. Teams are going to adjust and he's going to have to figure it out. Maybe he was playing against crappy teams. You never know. So. Um, it'll be interesting to see how he does though down the stretch. He may be a guy just because of the season long line. Who's a little undervalued next year. If he's able to continue with this high curve usage and it continues to be effective.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent with you on that one. So we'll have to see how that goes with Savali. He's always seems like it's tough to roster him every week, but definitely has some windows of streamability each and every year with Savali. This next one, um, big Ross stripling fan. I, I had him everywhere before he got hurt, had to drop him. look to try to get him back picked up in 61 leagues as high as $71. And the thing with Stripling uh, throughout the season, it was like he pitched really well, not the most dominant strikeout guy, but helped you in ratios, was getting you some wins from time to time. Came back from the IL, six and a third, one hit, no earned, no walks, seven Ks against the Red Hot Baltimore Orioles. And then tonight, six innings, six hits, one earned, one walk, six more strikeouts against the Boston Red Sox. That is two very promising starts in my book, Toby. And again, you know, Orioles strike out a bit, Red Sox strike out a bit, but I'm, I'm very, very pleased what we saw from Ross Stripling so far.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's been, um, he's been a different pitcher this year. I think we talked about him like, I don't know, 10 weeks ago or something like that, but he's been throwing the change up. I think it is a lot more like you mentioned, the whip is, is nice, you know, and it's not outrageous. He's been able to cut the home runs, which has been a big issue. Like he's cut them a little too much, probably but the walk rate is down. The O swing is way up 37.3%. So he's doing it like the effective way. He's not striking out a ton of guys, but he's not walking them. Not a lot of base runners, not a lot of home runs. And so it makes it difficult to get big innings against him so far. So it'll be interesting to see if he's able
1: to, um, you know, to continue, uh, continue with that. Yeah, no doubt about it. Let's go back to Washington. The relieving carousel fun continues. Last week, it was all picking up Carl Edwards Jr., having fun with that. Well, that lasted for a short period as Kyle Finnegan got back into the role, picked up a couple saves last week. So he was added in uh, 56 leagues, as high as $67. Why he was taken out to begin with, I have no idea. He seemed like the guy the whole time, and now he's back for now, I will say, because I don't know what they're doing in Washington. I don't think they know what they're doing in Washington. But uh, what's your thoughts on this one?
2: Yeah, I think the key for him is the velocity. The fastball velocity has been up a lot um, recently, or at least the last time I looked at him. I will double-check and verify that, but I think that's been the key to him being kind of a different pitcher. Um, uh, eh, mediocre stuff right now. But yeah, he, like, he's dominating in the zone 78.6%. O swing's not great. K rate's not great. Walk rate's not great. Swinging strike rate's okay. So there's nothing that's like, really good about him. But like you mentioned, I mean, it's all about the role and I was one of those guys who moved off from him and picked up Carl Edwards jr. And literally just like, you know, like, like a, like just, yeah, I don't know. Just, they fooled me, but he's averaged 97.5 on his fastball, um, over his last 15 games. That's the highest of his, um, last three years. It's two miles per hour faster than he was throwing earlier in the year. So again, improved results, improved skills as a result of that. Still not great uh, skills or uh, anything like that. He's throwing his fastball 86% of the time. So he's really just up there like throwing his fastball, you know, and it's been effective enough um, for him to do the thing. And maybe that's helping him limit walks more so than usual. And guys aren't able to make good contact on it.
1: Yeah. No, that's for now it's, that's all you care about. So We'll see how that keeps going with Mister Fair uh, with uh, Mister Finnegan, the next guy, Pete Fairbanks, added in 48 leagues as high as 17. dollars This is a guy having a ton of DCs as I was punting some saves at times and just grabbing guys later. He's picked up saves in each of his last two outings, just pure dominance, three shutout innings, K in each outing. We know what he can do. The dude's done this before. He's been very filthy. There's been times with the Rays where they use him in more high leverage spots because that's what the Rays do. But he's got really good stuff that can be a closer again. It's the Rays. There could be weeks where he doesn't get the job but because they have Brooks Raley and all kinds of other options there. But for now, it's Fairbanks. And in reality, I think we've seen this with them many times where they kind of shuffle it around for most of the year. And then down the stretch, they seem to stick to one guy. That's what it seems like. They find like they're – this is how we're going to form for the postseason and let's roll. So, for now, it's Pete Fairbanks.
2: Yeah, it would have been great if they just kept on rolling with Fairbanks after I picked him up. Yeah. Um, No, I mean, he's been, you mentioned it. I mean, he's been absolutely dominant. His fastball is about two miles per hour faster than it's ever been, you know, coming off an injury. He's at 99 miles per hour on average um, on that fastball. Um, walk rate is at 2.1%. His O swing is at 47.4. Now it's just 12.2 innings, but that's a ludicrous number. Uh, absolutely ludicrous. His, his in-zone contact is at 67.4%. Swinging strike at 16.9%. He's. 66% 66% for strike rate. He's pumping it in the zone. He's getting the guys to chase. He's dominant in the zone. You know, he's even got a 321 Babbitt, you know, uh, and um, you know, and he's still, he's still rocking it. So yeah, absolutely dominant so far this year. If he can maintain that velocity bump, he's going to be a problem. And and he's a great guy to have just from a ratio perspective, I think um, down the stretch here.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, I think he's, he's definitely worth rostering. i i I'd almost want him over Finnegan. Or let's put it that way. I think Fairbanks is definitely an angle I'd like to go with on that one. So the fact that – it's why it's fun to look at this when Finnegan was added in more leagues, that's $50 more in some leagues than Pete Fairbanks. It's just a very interesting scenario there. A couple more before we move on here. Jack Flaherty picked up in 43 leagues as high as $55. People starting to speculate as he went four innings in his last rehab start, one and struck out seven. Looks much more Flaherty-like in that start. Um, as he's made three rehab starts now on this go around, I think they're saying one, if not two more, before he comes back. So I guess we're we're hoping for like early September with uh, Flaherty. I'm still uber concerned. I was concerned all season. Like he's been on my kind of don't touch list until I see health with him. There's so many issues there, but I'll say this much: we're late in the game. Where if you can speculate for a few bucks and you get back a decent Flaherty for about four or five starts might not be the worst thing. So I kind of see it in this regard. Uh, What's your thoughts on Jack Flaherty?
2: Yeah, I mean, I wish luck to everybody who's relying on Jack Flaherty uh, to pull through. I mean, not to be like pessimistic, but, you know, like we know, what I mean, we know he's a really good pitcher. I'm not convinced that when he pitches, he's going to be really good because we got to, you know, we got to see what he's got. So it's a total wild card, which at this point in the time, you know, makes sense in some situations. So you just try to roll with it, go with it.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. It's a, an interesting one indeed. Um, I just want to ask you about one more guy here because I know you were all in on him a couple of weeks ago. It turned, it's been really, really positive with Ele- Eli-, Harris. Eli Harris, Montero. What I want to ask you, though, is the Rockies went rocky on us on Tuesday and they sat him. Is Are you concerned that this might be the Rockies going rocky the rest of the way here? Because he was playing versus everybody. If they start platooning him, we know how that goes.
2: Uh, I'm not really, I'm not really concerned. Um, I'm, let me, I'm just going to take a look at the lineup tracker so I can tell you how many games in a row he
1: played before today. Um, he's played almost every game. He's, he's, he's been in there a lot.
2: So he's played one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 games in a row before today. So I'm not, I'm not super concerned. I mean, obviously there are injuries and things like that that can impact things, but it seems like they really want to give him a chance. Um, he's been pretty good. He's hit three home runs in the, on the recent, um, uh, recent, whatever it's called stand, uh, home stand. He's hitting the ball hard, you know, like there are some contact issues, but dude's got nine barrels already, you know, uh, 13.4% rate he's he's mashing he's playing first he's playing third um so i don't think so and i mean you know the thing is like you know i know we love to like rocky the rockies but you know like he's played 18 games in a row so no yeah. i just
1: wanted to bring it up because i saw multiple people tweeting that out. yeah yeah yeah. So i saw I, want, I saw those tweets and yeah, i was like so I, yeah i want to bring like, it up because nah, i mean this is yeah. I knew you are invested in him, and I even have him in a few leagues since that first week we talked about him. I just wanted to get your thoughts because I've been noticing it with DFS every day. He still plays, like, literally every day. So I just wanted to squash some noise on the show with you before people got too excited about that one. Now, if he sits tomorrow, we can start asking some questions, but I think we'll see him back in yeah, action totally. for a little for a little day game action there in uh, in Coors. Yeah,
2: what, what it tells me is people picked him up this week.
1: Yes, and they're you like, know.
2: what? What? Yeah, so... <laughs> Totally. Like if you had him last week when he was at cores for the whole, for yeah. the whole well, week, back, the back half of the week, back half of the week, you know, then mm-hmm. you wouldn't be
1: complaining. Yeah. And then another question, cause I'm just kind of cherry picking now. Are you looking to pick up Albert pool anywhere as he hits everything right now? Huh. Maybe, I mean, a 15 fifteen
2: teamer, sure. Yeah. Um, I mean it's the key will be with him.
1: I mean, I know you're you're joking, but like let's see. No, it's nuts. It's nuts what he's doing yeah, right now. It's I like legit. Just... I, I was I was on a different show this morning, and if you look over like the last 10 or 14 days, he's leading the world in like OPS, like all the big power categories, he's right there. It's crazy. Best of yeah. his career. Best of his career.
2: He he has um he has um
1: he's played four of the last
2: six three of those four are against lefties. Yep. So if he Thank has you. like three out of four lefties or all three lefties or something like that, then yes. roll it out, man, roll it out. But um, outside of that, I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah. Outside of that, it's tough.
1: Yeah. hundred percent.
2: I would love to have the cards right now. Like this week is glorious, you know, first half mostly, but like then the second half, it's like, Next week, they've got Cincinnati, at Cincinnati for three. Which is always nice. And then they've got Chicago for three. I mean, it's like Ashcraft, A lot of NL Central. Central. Smiley's good. But then Samson and Killian, you know, it's just...
1: Yeah. Just line them up. Just line them up, boys. It's going to be a beautiful thing. It's, uh, that's why, you know, sometimes it is good just to sit and look at the schedule coming up because, like, we look ahead, like we talk about. Don't just look at that week. There's a lot of good stuff coming their way. But, uh, let's recap our week in Fab, Toby. So, why don't you kick us off here and tell us, uh, what you did and didn't do on the Fab Wire?
2: All right. Let's do it. So, um, Bad results. All right. Added Nick Senzel. uh, Dropped John Schreiber $12, $7 backup. Senzel's got seven games this week. They're pretty decent matchups. So have him in there. Added Longo. $12, $4 backup. Dropped Wander Franco. With the setback, with the wrist, just doesn't, you know, it doesn't look like it's in the cards. Maybe you're going to get a couple weeks out of him. Longo went deep today, too. Yeah, Longo went deep. Yeah, I actually moved Montero out of the lineup and Longoria into the lineup um, right before lock, which is the occasional decent move I make um, there. But yeah, Longo's looked really good. He's looked good defensively and hitting and um, you know, usually he plays every day when that's happening. Um, I added Nick Fortes drop Danny Jansen. Fortes had been playing virtually every day, playing some DH, playing some catcher. Jansen's just been such so bad. Like, you know, everybody like waited through injury. And by everybody, I mean myself, um, but like, he's got 17 runs this year. Yeah, He's got good. nine home runs, which is fine. 25 RBI and then 197 batting average. Like that sucks. Like if you're like me and you, ha- you've held him the whole year, just like plugging away at it. That is God awful. I mean, that's crushing your team and it's doing that for me in a couple of spots it's just so i was just like you want to know something jensen's got some good matchups coming up but he's only playing one out of one out of every two at the most just i couldn't do it anymore and Fortez is actually sneaky i mean he's got like 150 plate appearances mm -hmm. we've talked about him before i think six home runs five steals he steals a little bit hits a little bit for a little bit of power makes a ton of contact no, I don't I don't mind that at all. So. You look
1: at all my drafts and holds. I think I have Fortez on probably like 90% of them. I because I because I he did this in the second half of last season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I was so mad they traded for Stallings. It made sense because Stallings is a great defensive catcher for that rotation. Like it made sense, but it's like, man, Fortez can hit. Just let him play. So they're DHing him now, which I love to see. Did we lose Toby? We might have lost Toby. Okay. Well, while we uh, wait for Toby to come back here, that was interesting. Um, He's going to get his technical difficulties figured out here as he is off the grid. I will recap my fab for the week in a second as we wait for Toby. I'll check back in after each team here. Um, Now we'll just wait for Toby here as he's coming back in here in a minute. If he doesn't, then we'll just move on with my fab for the week. But um, I don't know what happened there. That was a weird one. His whole camera went out and everything. So this could be a... This could be uh, the end of the night for Toby. We'll have to wait and see on this one. This is what technology is a beautiful, beautiful thing, everybody. So um, we'll see. Maybe he, knowing what he did is he clicked the wrong X on a tab as he was looking up stuff. That's what I've done many times on this deal. So I'll wait for Toby to hop back in and hopefully get things under control here. Um, yeah, we'll uh, wait and see here. Give him a few more minutes or seconds here before I uh, get things going. But yeah. Um, There he is. He is back in action, I think. Maybe. No, still having issues there. Toby is – we may have lost Toby for the evening. So, all right. Apologies for that, everybody. Let's go to my Fab recap for the week, and I'll check back in on Toby. Here in a minute, we have uh, my first OC. I added Dustin May, dropped Braxton Garrett, who's on the IL, 124. To one fifty-seven on that one, I think. No, we got Toby. Are you back? I don't know. Am I back? Yeah, just no, 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 no video, but that's fine. Your audio is all right. That's all right. The, the video looks a lot better now.
2: Okay, uh, with me not on it. There, I don't know what's going on. My computer yeah. was like, as I said, on it did something. Fritz. It did
1: something totally different. I'm like, so we might have lost Toby. We'll have to wait and see on this one. But uh pick up where you left off. You left off with Dick Fortes.
2: Yeah, uh, added James Krinchak, dropped Ian Kennedy. This isn't a standalone where saves aren't as much of an issue. Um, and so, yeah, so Krenczak's just been absolutely filthy. I mean, he's been disgusting the last little bit. So added him for ratios. Um, uh, added Nick Madrigal for 7 bucks, uh, $2 backup. Add- dropped Jonathan Scope because he was injured and also has been bad. Added Matt Veerling and dropped Miguel Rojas. I actually didn't end up playing Veerling because he was out yesterday and just wasn't uh, didn't feel confident enough in the playing time. But he homered today. And then added Robbie Grossman. Uh, dropped Nelson Velasquez. There was an article about Grossman and kind of the improvement that improvements that he's made with the Braves, whether that's real or not. You know who knows. But um, he's playing on a good team, and the Braves have a really nice schedule the next couple weeks. Uh, dropped Nelson Velasquez there. Um, in another league, uh, added Luis Garcia, $13, $2, backup, dropped Zach Jackson, added, um, Jose Siri, dropped Luis Garcia. Uh, Siri has a, a great matchup with the Rays. He's playing every day because of that defensiveness. He's got some power and speed. So maybe I'll get a home run, a steal, something like that this week. Added Lou Trevino, dropped Rizelli Iglesias $2, just hoping to be the guy he, who gets saves for Yankees, but it's not turning out that way. Added Matt Barnes, dropped. Uh, A.J. Puck, um, again, just trying to speculate on closers in, in a place where I'm pretty damn desperate, honestly. Um, another league added Harold Ramirez, $16, uh, $12 backup. Dropped Rugnet Door added Zach Davies for $2. Um, dropped uh, Carl Edwards Jr. for one. I actually didn't start Davies uh, this week, even though he had a, a great outing. I think he got the win today. I'm not totally sure. But uh, next week, he's got a decent two-step, two games at home. You know, the Phillies, you don't really love that matchup, but then he's got the Brewers, and, man, the Brewers have just been um, god-awful uh, offensively. I mean, it's been, it's been pretty, pretty brutal uh, to watch them. And then I added Eric Swanson, dropped Zach Jackson. I mean, Swanson has been filthy this year. Um, he's been one of the better relievers on the Mariners, and that's definitely saying something. So maybe I'll, I'll run into a couple lucky saves here and there. In my twelve teamer, I added Jason Adam for three bucks. Dropped Clay Holmes. Added Lars Newtbar, Dropped Josh Hader. Two dollar, one dollar um, backup. Added Paul DeYoung. Dropped Carl Edwards Jr. Added Bryson Stott. Dropped Alec Manoa. You know, all for schedule reasons. Although Stott has been phenomenal recently, um, he's yeah. been really, really good. I know I gave him shit earlier this year yeah. about his max exit velo, but it's gone up uh,
1: considerably in his plate approach. Looks really good. He could be uh, good for a long time there in Philly. Real quick, before you go, before you go on, yes, thoughts has been, been great. Um, you said you dropped Alec Manoa. Did I say Manoa? Yeah, I just want to clarify. Who did I, I, I mean? It, was, it wasn't Alec Manoa. Okay, I was about to go. I wanted to know I, what I, your reasoning was. Alec Thomas. Alec okay. Thomas. I was about to go. I wanted to hear your reasoning before listeners were like, what? Because I was curious. But okay, Alec Thomas. Sorry, makes a lot more Alec sense. Thomas. Gotcha. Alec yeah. Thomas,
2: yeah. Okay. In TGFBI, added Luis Garcia, dropped Will Crow, thirteen bucks. Added Pete Fairbanks, dropped Carl Edwards Jr.'s, three bucks. Carl Carl's Edwards Jr.'s, um, not to be confused with Carl's Juniors. Uh, Josh Donald added Josh Donaldson, dropped Maggie Rojas. This this league, I totally messed up, man. I totally botched it. I needed offense, and I totally botched it. I picked up Josh Donaldson, who has a horrendous week. Was like feeling sick, and that was the only offensive ad I made. I ended up rolling out Lane Thomas two games against the Mariners, and a couple other two game guys. So, and then I added Nick Fortes, and I dropped uh, Danny Jansen, and then our shared league bar for we're battling it out for second place. I added Harold Ramirez, eighteen bucks, three dollar backup. Dropped Tyler Naquin. Added Danny Jimenez. Dropped Will Crow seven four. Added Kike for seven four. Dropped Taryn Vavra. Added Yandy Diaz two dollars no backup. Dropped Carl Edwards Jr. I was a pretty pretty i was pretty excited about all of those ones perfect
1: all right so my first uh, oc i mentioned i had dustin may for 124 runner-up of 57 dropped braxton garrett i added brett beatty for 11 dropped lamont wade jr runner-up was 11 11 11 added joey gallo for eight dropped jock peterson for three uh, added lars newt for eight dropped javier baez five runner-up Added Jose Suarez for six, dropped Jacob Junis. Added Drew Smiley for five, dropped Andres Munoz. So a little 12 team action there. I'm giving Gallo a shot in 12 teamers. We'll see how it goes. Mm. Um, in my next OC, grabbed Erod, dropped Joe Barlow 16 to six. Added Gallo, dropped Letamas Diaz 8 to zero. Added Beatty, dropped Emmanuel Rivera 7 to three. Added Carey Carpenter, dropped Brandon Belt 7 to one. And then one of my later bids, it's because how it worked out, grabbed Johnny Cueto, dropped Yadiel Hernandez 4 to one. Cueto's not striking anybody out, but he's doing everything else, and I don't believe it. it's long-term, but uh, I'll take my gambles on the upcoming matchup he has. My next OC, the one that no one cares about in that league anymore, I got Dustin May for 37 at the runner-up of 33, dropped Braxton Garrett, added Joey Gallo freight, dropped Nicky Lopez, runner-up of one, added Christian Arroyo for eight, dropped Lourdes Gurriel, runner-up of zero. Uh, Christian Arroyo's been really good for those that have not paid attention to that one. Uh, next up on the last OC, grab Beatty, drop Marcelo Zuna, grab Kerry Carpenter, drop Mike Yastrzemski, add Shane Langoliers, drop Nikki Lopez, add Drew Smiley, drop Emmanuel Rivera, added Cutter Crawford, dropped Alex Wood. All those bids were, uh, most of them were $9 or less, Beatty was 13 Next up, OCQ added carrie carpenter dropped the man in rivera added joey gallo dropped taylor ward added carl edwards jr for a dollar out of speculation because every he was like literally like the sixth guy on my list and that's obviously will be a drop this next week it was only a dollar uh next up on the next oc added carrie carpenter action this week oh i was busy added carrie carpenter dropped nicky lopez added drew smiley dropped the in rivera added shane wingaliers dropped Yasmani grandal Added Jose Juarez, dropped Lamont Wade Jr. I, in these 12s, I'm just churning and burning like crazy right now. Um, barf. Added Dustin May, dropped Jacob Junis, 88-69. to 69. Added Kerry Carpenter, dropped Amanda Rivera. Added Shane Langoliers, dropped Max Stasi, Added Michael Massey, dropped Jonathan Scope, who went on the IL now. But Massey's been sneaky good. I, better than I thought he'd be. We'll see how sustainable that is. TGFBI. Added Brett Beatty, dropped Lamont Wade Jr. Added Kerry Carpenter, dropped Emmanuel Rivera. Added Daniel Lynch, dropped Tyler Molley who's on the IL. Added Austin Voth for his two-step, dropped Tanner Houck. Uh, Then added Nick Fortes, dropped Victor Caratini in that one. I think that's it. Yep, that'll do it on that. All right, a couple listener questions, and then we'll head on out of here for another week of Bubba and the Bat Flip. Dun, dun, dun. dun. That's not the one. Um, Rob DiPietro, our buddy asks, what would you do for a newt newt bar? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Anything. Yeah. We, that's, that's a great one to have. Uh, then Dave Petrozzillo mentioned, um, about the Josh Hader thing about his newborn child and the issues they had there. So that's not really a question. Uh, drew at Fru underscore Dorte asks any starting pitchers that may be available on the waiver wire that have favorable schedules the next few weeks that you guys like, does anybody stand out to you in that respect? Oh man, let's see. It's, yeah, it's a loaded question, but um, there will be some along the way. Basically, look at the central divisions. That'll be my first first. Uh, like Drew Smiley would be one. of probably just guessing off the top of my head. Be worth looking at. But uh, let me see what we like.
2: Got. Spencer Watkins has been pretty good. I haven't mm-hmm. dived deep in him, but he's got Cleveland and Oakland next week, so that's not a bad little two-step. little run, little two step
1: uh, run of play there. Oh, man. Let's see. Drew Smiley's got the two-step next week. I'd say – no, never mind. I'm going to keep my mouth shut on that one. Um, Cal Quantrill, he's doing what he did last year. He's striking more guys out again in the second half of the season. I'm still not saying he's great, but he's probably on the waiver wire. He's got Baltimore and Seattle next week. Not in love with it, but it's an option if you need a two-step. I'll say that much. It's not great. Tucker Davidson would be one to look at too because Tampa Bay stinks versus lefties wait that was this week never mind yeah that was this
2: week they they, they kind of yeah rolled mind. them around a little bit um yeah. yeah i mean there's not there's not a ton of guys really i mean what i would do right now i mean pittsburgh just looks horrible terrible um like
1: would you trust adrian hauser versus pittsburgh next week uh, no probably yeah, not that's the problem that's the problem um uh, stripling's got how, uh pittsburgh next week so if you can get stripling still that's one to look at mm. uh, um he might be available depending on your league that you're in um other than that though still... yeah
2: let's let's go to the i'll I'll go to the leaderboard really quickly and just see if there's anybody who's jumping out um over the last two weeks that's kind of
1: like a little bit of a surprise
2: um hold on one second
1: I'm looking and there's nothing, at least in the next couple of weeks, that really looks too dominating to make you want to get all excited about. That's for sure.
2: I mean, you know, it depends how deep your league is, but Drew Smiley has looked uh, really, really good recently. So he's one guy I'd look at. You know, your boy, Justin Steele. He's been been really good as well. Um, Michael Walker has been better since he came back. It's only 12.2 innings, but um, he's looked much better uh, since coming back, even though I still – Have no idea how he's doing what he is doing exactly.
1: I don't think he does. Um,
2: You know, Ashcraft has been decent, you know, um, coming back. Oh, did he? Uh, Yeah. Today. Yeah. So those are kind of the guys. Uh,
1: Jacob Junis, I think he was injured, though, too, right? Uh, He's a little banged up and he's just, it's it's been very inconsistent with him. The whole Giants rotation outside of Carlos Rodon has been inconsistent. So good luck with that one.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, there's the only guys skill wise that are really popping that, you know, maybe
1: not rostered in different places. So, check out Ranger Suarez, too. I don't know how sustainable it is long term, but he's he's flicked the switch here of late, also. So, mm, it wasn't great call. tonight. wasn't great tonight, but he has flicked the switch. And we saw what he can do in a small sample if he gets it going. So, think, oh, yeah, uh,
2: there's a guy named Garrett Cole. He's kind of a mediocre pitcher. You may want to uh, look at. Picking him up if he's on your waiver wire.
1: Is he good? Is Garrett Cole good? No. Hey, he's not. You, you can tweet out. He's not family. as bad as Corbin Burns. I was though, gonna say so. you can tweet out as Corbin Burns good after tonight. Oh my goodness! That you want to uh, know something? I mean, not yeah. to pat my own back, but did you sit him? Did you sit him this uh,
2: week? I sat him in TGFI. Yeah. I mean, that's the only big league that I have him in. Does Mike? Then, does
1: Mike the mouth know you didn't put him in your lineup this week?
2: Uh, I don't know. Is that, is that a thing?
1: Well, last year, the very first week for uh, Carlos Marcano, he drafted him with like his first pick and didn't put him in the lineup for the first week. And Mike, Uh-oh. the mouth just lit him up all over the place. And, and then, then Carlos man. like went on to win the league and everything. Nice. Um, so it was beautiful. It was a poetic justice, but uh, that was one that I'll never forget. Just being like, dude, just shut your mouth. <laughs> stop it. Just stop it. <laughs> but I love you, Mike. I love you. It was just so funny. It was just like, leave the guy alone. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was good stuff. Good stuff. in that cool. yard. Um, yeah, yeah, those are the guys that I would I would throw out there. And Drew, if uh, I know you're a frequent listener with awesome questions, like if you want to like DM me or something, like maybe a list of your top pitching options, I can I can help you out a little more in that regard if you'd like. Um, it's kind of tough not knowing your league depth and that kind of goodies. So uh, if you want to throw that my way, I can uh, see where I can help you as well. All right, Toby, final thoughts as we wrap up another week of Fab. Like I said, six more weeks to go. We're almost there.
2: Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there for sure. And you can still make moves. You can still make moves quickly. I have one league where I'm up, you know, probably like 10 points or so, um, in a couple of weeks. So it can be done. Just keep on, keep on. It's so annoying. All I say is keep on grinding, but try, try doing that.
1: No, I'm with you 110%. That's why I made that comment when the guilds messaged me on Twitter today. And there's kind of a thread of other guys talking about it. It's uh I know it's annoying to, to those guys in the top trying to battle for overalls when guys like myself are still making moves, but hey, I'm I I just take pride in finishing as high as I can. So keep grinding, try to make some money if you can. I'm just trying to learn basically in my first full year of uh these OCs on where I need to improve and the waiver wire and all that kind of fun stuff. So keep grinding, keep learning, lots of fun stuff there. Don't be one of those people that gives up on your league. I can't stand that stuff. So uh, if you have any questions, keep them coming for us. We'll help you out where we can, and we'll be back with you guys next week with a recap. But for now, find Toby on Twitter at Batflip Crazy. I'm at BD and and Trickins with Bubba and the Batflip, episode 134. Catch you guys next time.